I'm asking you to come by this morning. I'm asking you to be the speaker, Lord. I surrender myself to you. I surrender my mind. I surrender my body, all that I am. I surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. May you come in the power of your resurrection. Drive out every devil this morning, Lord. Bind every spirit of the enemy and may liberty, oh God, may it come in this meeting, Father. May you anoint us afresh today, God. And Lord, whatever is needed in the lives of your children, I pray that you would come and meet those needs, Father. Forgive us of our failures. Forgive us of our sin, our shortcoming, Lord. We're asking you, Father, draw us closer unto thyself by the word, and we'll be sure to give thee all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory, for it's in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray. And all the believers says, amen, amen and amen. The book of St. John, the first chapter, John, the first chapter, I want to look in the sixth verse again. Amen. I pray something was said last night to bless and help and uh, to encourage you in your walk with the Lord. And just want to maybe continue a little bit here today in the direction we were speaking last night. In the book of John, the first chapter, in the sixth verse, uh, just some things that's been upon my heart here lately, and I just want to take these things and share with you and pray they'll be a blessing to you as well. John, the first chapter, the sixth verse, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. So this, this man didn't accidentally stumble. He was actually sent on purpose by God. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. Now, he was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. Now, we know that was the Jews rejecting the Messiah. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. So whatever is being sent, if it's received, is going to release a power to become. So he's going to send something that you're going to receive, and by receiving it, it's going to release a power to become the sons of God. Now, in the book of James, the first chapter, James the first chapter, I want to look in the 21st verse. James 1 and verse 21. Everybody love the Lord this morning. Yes. Amen. James 1 and verse 21. The Bible says, Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to to save your souls. But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. I tell you, I don't want to be in that condition. Do you? For if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is likened to a man beholding his natural face in a glass. So he beholdeth himself, and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But this is, this is the one I want to be. Whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, continue therein, he be not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Amen. We ask the Lord this morning to add the blessing to the reading of his word. As you can have your seats here today, we thank the Lord uh, for the reading of the word of God, don't we? Amen. The word of God is inspired, is an anointed, 
It's infallible. It's a perfect word. Amen. From those uh, scriptures, I want to speak to you again today and just continuing on this thought of receiving uh, the bride's revival, receiving the bride's revival. And I, I'm a firm believer that the bride's revival is a word revival. It's not a Pentecostal or denominational or intellectual, educational. I believe the bride's revival is a word revival. It's the manifestation of God. The prophet of God said the third seal, we have denominational revivals, but we haven't had a real stirring yet. No, don't think we got revivals. We haven't. They've got millions and millions and millions of church members but not a revival nowhere. The bride hasn't had a revival yet. So he's not saying the bride's not going to have a revival. He's saying she hasn't had a revival yet. He said there's been no revival there, no manifestation of God. Amen. To stir the bride. See, we're looking for it. It will take those seven unknown thunders back there to wake her up again. Amen. And I want to I I preach from this. He will send it. Amen. He will send it. He promised that he would do it. Amen. So in other words, God is going to send something that's going to wake up the bride and what he's sending is going to be a manifestation of God to bring her to a realization of who she is. Recognizing your day and its message, the Laodicean age, amen, is supposed to receive a message. Is that right? Malachi 4 said they would receive a message. Recognizing your day again, he said, and the Gentiles are called out. How many believes this morning that's fulfilled? The Gentiles have been called out. He said the bride is ready. The rapture is at hand. Can we realize that? Can we actually believe that? Is it a story that's been told us? Is it a myth to us? Is it something that sounds real? He said, is it something that we outside can believe? Now, amen, I caught this last night as I was reading. Amen, Brother Ram is separating something here. He's separating the outside from the inside. He's saying, see, is it something we outside can believe or is it something that in us that's a part of us amen amen is it something that's pertaining to the flesh or is it something that's on the inside of the soul that is pertaining to the real you he said that's more than life to us what attitude do we set this morning in this tabernacle he said remember it'll be a small flock that'll receive it so whatever God is sending amen the majority is not going to receive it as a matter of fact the majority is going to reject it amen but there is going to be a small flock who is predestinated, amen, by the hand of Almighty God to receive, amen, whatever God is going to send that's going to wake up this bride, amen, and then to think before God would send something, amen, there's got to be some preparations made. We've got to prepare our hearts and we've got to prepare our spirits to receive, amen. Now look at this word preparation. It is the action, amen, or the process of making ready or being made ready, amen, for you something done to get ready for an event Amen. Or an undertaking. So the prophet of God said, now if God has promised a revival here, amen, we're going to have it. How many believes that God, amen, promised a bride's revival? Then if God promised a bride's revival, amen, we're going to have it. So let's make ready for it. Amen. Amen. If God promised to heal, let's make ready for it. If Jesus said the works that I do, shall you do also? Amen. Let's make ready for it. Let's move out. Amen. Let's get ready. We're right at the time. Amen. May I 
may I say it to you like this this is not the time to be idle this is not the time amen to be sitting back and, and trying to figure out if this message is the truth or not I'll tell you how close we are we're to the point amen where you're either going to get in you're going to get out or you're going to get run over amen because this bride is not sitting still amen she is moving by thus saith the Lord she heard the words of a prophet say amen the move is on for the bride that is thus saith the Lord we're not moving from one church age to another we're not moving from one dispensation to another friends Oh God, we are on the verge this morning of the millennium. Amen. Our feet are standing. Amen. On the threshold of millennial kingdom. This is not the hour to sit back. This is the hour to rise up. Amen. And draw your sword as a son and daughter of God. And if you're bound, it's time to cut your way to freedom. If you're sick, it's time to believe your way to healing. Amen. If you're depressed, it's time to receive the joy of the Lord back in the experience of your heart. Amen. We're right in time. And somebody's going to move. Amen. Somebody is going to move. Now, the prophet of God will show you in Malachi, the third chapter. Amen. The Bible says that John the Baptist, amen, was sent to forerun the first coming of Christ. Think about this. John the Baptist was sent to forerun the first coming of Christ. Malachi 3.1. I don't want to slow down to read, but I do want to lay this word in here. Behold, I will send my messenger. Amen. He shall what? Prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek shall suddenly come to his temple. Even the messenger of the covenant whom you delight in, behold, he shall come, saith the Lord. Amen. Now that's Malachi 3. You go to Luke 117, he shall be go, go before him in the spirit and the power of the last to turn the hearts, notice, of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people, amen, prepared for the Lord. Amen. Then when John came on the scene, he was making ready. Now that word make ready means to draw. It's actually drawn from the oriental custom of sending king on before sending on before kings on their journeys to person, amen, journeys persons to level the road and make them passable. Amen. Then in other words, there's a king coming, and if there's a king coming, he's not going to come, amen, to a place he can't get through. In other words, if you, like if you're going to send a king, or if you're going to go from here, Brother Danny, down to, uh, to McDonald's, amen, and there's a bunch of stuff between you, somebody's going to go through there, and they're going to clear the way for you to be able to easily access what you're trying to get to. Amen. Then John knew there was one coming who was not coming to be filling a temple. He was coming to fill the hearts of his people. Amen. But there were some things standing between him and the people he was trying to get to. There was traditions of elders. There was lawyers and scribes and Pharisees. Amen. So in order for the king, amen, to have a fit reception in the hearts of the people he was coming to, he would send a man by the name of John who would be a wilderness man, who would not be a polished scholar. He would be a woodsman. Amen. He would come out every now and again but every time John received something from God it was another axe it was laid to the root of a tree what was John doing he was making fit amen of people to receive amen the Messiah that word prepared means to build it means to ordain it means to furnish it means to erect it means to equip builders to contract something amen it is the included idea of adorning or equipping with all things necessary amen can I say it to you like this amen John was bringing a revival to the dispensation he was sent to. Amen. The prophet of God said, I do not believe that the revival we're looking for is coming in the fashion we're looking for it to come in. 
Now that's where a lot of people get stumped up. Amen. The revival we're looking for is not coming in the fashion we're looking for it to come in. It's always come contrary, amen, to what we're looking for. Amen. Christ come different. John the Baptist. Now listen to what he says. I suppose if some of the interpreters of the scripture in John's day, they would have said, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. I imagine some of them thought that God would slip through the corridors of heaven and have an angelic escort coming down to the ground and some great dignified prophet would come out and walk out of glory and it was so to be so great amen till all the low places would be made high amen and all the high places would be brought down low and the mountains would skip like little rams and all the leaves was going to clap their hand amen what an event amen somebody preach back at me and say event amen what an event this was to be what the peoples must have looked for in those times but what did it come to pass to be amen see amen it's going to be an event amen but it's not going to come to pass by the description of man's interpretation it's going to come to pass by the description of God's inspiration through the spirit of prophecy which is the spirit of Jesus Christ amen an old fuzzy looking preacher with a sheepskin wrapped around him probably never took a bath every three or four months amen walked out in the wilderness standing up to his knees in mud hollering amen repent for the kingdom of God is at hand then when the high places were made low and the low places were made high amen Jesus could not be received in the high places so he sent a forerunner amen to make the high places low and he could not be received in the low places so he sent a forerunner to make the low places high oh God what was John's message his message was behold amen the Lamb of God that's going to take the way the sin of the world amen he's in the world but you don't see him he's in the world but you don't believe him and the reason is is because you've not been prepared amen to receive him so John began to preach repentance which was preparing them to receive a savior oh come on friends and to think today as the bride of Jesus Christ amen God has sent us a warning amen before his coming how many knows he comes three times he comes the first time amen to redeem his church he comes the second time to receive his church he comes the third time to reign with his church we are not on the threshold of his first coming we are on the threshold of his second coming he is not coming to redeem he has already done that he is coming to receive oh come on friends I hear the Bible say if you believe in God believe also in me for in my father's house are many mansions I go to prepare a place brother Harvey and if I go to prepare a place I will return and receive you unto myself there is a bride on the earth this morning that will be received in the future home because she has received him here by the message of the hour. Glory to God. I'm not talking about something that's coming. I'm talking about something that's here. It's here this morning. Amen. God always, somebody say God always. He always sends a warning before his coming. The prophet said he sent a man by the name of John the Baptist. He was a great forerunner of Jesus. Amen. God always sends a forerunning before some great event. Oh my, broken cisterns. He said now we're going to read some of God's word. Amen. Tonight and be ready for this event of his presence again to bring us his word. 
Well, glory. Every time there is an event of the presence of God, it is the ushering in of the word of God. You say, preacher, what is the next great event? I'll tell you what a prophet said. He said, I believe the next great event is the, in the world is the second coming of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Now, I want you to catch something. Malachi 3 was John the Baptist. Amen. What did Malachi 3 say? He will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children. Amen. In other words, Malachi 3 is dealing with the heart. Malachi 4, behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall turn, amen, what the heart of the fathers to the children and the heart of the children to their fathers, amen, lest I would come and smite the earth with a curse. Amen. Then what was Malachi 4, 6? The prophet said it is that dual coming of Elijah. He comes five times, right? He comes the first time in Elijah. He comes the second time in Elisha. He comes the third time in John the Baptist. He comes the fourth time in a man named William Branham. He comes the fifth time in Revelation 11. Amen. To fulfill the scripture concerning 144,000 Jews. Listen, friends. Amen. This is not the mind of a man. This is not something that I think might be right. This is something. It's not on the outside. It's on the inside of my soul. It is a recognition that this is God. Oh, glory. I can't contain myself. Amen. Come on, church. God has returned to our generation through a message. We have not come here under the ideas of a man, under the systems of some creed. We have returned here by the infallible prophecy. Amen. Thus saith the Lord, there is a bride on the earth who is not backing up and we're not turning around. We are not rejecting Jesus. We have received him as the headship to the body. We have received him as the Messiah. We have received him as the bridegroom we have received him in the power he was sent in and by receiving him it has turned our hearts it was a dual coming of Elijah oh God truly well, I can't lay a foundation for preaching. Well, I feel good this morning. I feel saved this morning. I feel the Holy Ghost this morning. I feel liberty in the house of God. I feel like somebody, amen, is ready to step out in the bride's revival. I feel like somebody is ready to receive this message in the power that it was sent in. Elijah will come first and he will turn the hearts of the children which is the bride back to the fathers which is the apostolic word doctrine. Amen. That everything they had in the apostolic church will be in this bride. Now that's what a prophet said. Everything that was in the apostolic church will be in this bride because the message will turn her heart back to what was there in the original. Amen. We see a seventh age messenger coming and he is, amen, a prophet. Now that's according to Revelation 10, 7. We find the word speaks of Elijah coming before Jesus comes. You can find it in Matthew 17, 10 that Elijah shall truly first come and do what? He shall restore all things. Amen. Notice this. The prophet says before the coming of our Lord, Elijah must come back for a work of restoration in the church. Amen. Then the restoration, amen, is what a prophet called, amen, a specific work that must be accomplished in the ministry of John. The hearts of the fathers were turned to the children. Amen. We know that because Jesus said so, but it does not say nothing about the children. Amen. Because that is yet to take place. Are you 
ready for this? Amen. The hearts of the last day children will be turned back to the Pentecostal fathers. Amen. John, oh, I love this. John got the fathers ready, amen, to welcome the children into the fold. But now this prophet upon whom the spirit of Elijah falls will prepare the children to welcome back Jesus. Amen. We have not come here, amen, to welcome back the fathers of the apostolic doctrine. We have come here, amen, to welcome the king of kings and the Lord of lords. We have not come here to welcome a man. We have come to welcome Christ. And he is the word. He is the word manifested in the power of his resurrection. Come on, friends. I don't know if you feel it or not, but there's a charge in here this morning. There's a charge flowing through the house of God. It's not coming from a man. It's coming from the word. The word has returned to the church. And there was a people who was prepared by a message to receive the coming word. Will somebody say glory? You're not going to welcome back the fathers of the apostolic move. You're going to welcome back Jesus. Come on now. Amen. I, I, I can't teach for preaching. Amen. Come on. Amen. And you're not just going to welcome back one. The Father God said you're going to welcome back the whole host of the resurrection. He said what happened when Jesus went down in hell? He said he knocked on the door. Amen. And there come Abraham. Remember Jesus on his way back up. He said there come Abraham. And Abraham opened the door. And he jumped back. And he said Sarah there is the one that stood under the oak tree. He said Sarah got to shouting and Ezekiel heard her and he said who is it and Ezekiel said that's the wheel in the middle of the wheel Amen. oh God Jeremiah looked over there and he said that's a fire and it's shut up in my bones come on church amen they were not welcoming a man they were welcoming the redeemer they were welcoming the resurrection and there was some joy I say this morning there ought to be joy in the house of God there ought to be freedom in the house of God there ought to be power in the house of God for the reception of the Messiah himself. What is the message of the hour? Is it a bunch of books? Is it a bunch of tapes? What is the bride's revival? Stuart, is it a bunch of cliches? I say it's the person of the word coming in the church in the dynamics of his spirit to manifest. He is the risen Savior. There is no God with him. There is no God beside him. There is no God above him. He's God and God alone. Hallelujah. I'm not a crazy man. I've received my day. I've received its message. Welcome him, Lord Life Tabernacle. You want a revival? Welcome this message. You want the power of God in your home? Welcome this message. It's the Messiah. It's the fulfillment of word prophecy. Oh, God. It's the power to prepare the children to welcome back Jesus. He will not be received by a cold, formal, denominational morgue. The prophet said, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit has to say to the churches. He said, the bride will listen to the Spirit and not man. Come on now. The reason they couldn't receive him in John's day is they was listening to man and not the Spirit. So when he came, he came the way the Spirit said he would come, but the words of a man had more influence over them than the words of the Spirit. So when they saw him, he didn't line up to the rabbi's idea, but he lined up to the Word. 
Well, come on, I might as well preach. I'm this close to it, Hatton. Amen. We we put the thunders out of the church. We put the third pool out of the church. We put the preaching of the creation power out of the church because some man took what a prophet said and put his own interpretation to it. And when it showed up, it didn't show up like a prophet said. It showed up like a man said, and people got scared of it. But you're looking at one 25-year-old boy that's got the guts, amen, to tear down every man's idea about this message and lift up what a prophet said. And I'll tell you what a prophet said. He said, greater works than this shall ye do. Well, preacher, that was just for Brother Branham. Amen, because John 14, 12 says he, well, how far are you going to take that? Because John 5, 24 says, he that heareth my words has passed from death unto life. Then if the he of John 14, 12 only applies to William Branham, then you're a bunch of dead people sitting in sins and trespasses this morning. But Brother Harold, upon the infallibility of this message, I resent that devil in the name of Jesus Christ and I say greater works are not coming. Greater works are here by the power of the Messiah that is returned to the church. Come on, you got to kick man's idea out sometime and welcome what a prophet said back in the church. You want to miss it, keep listening to a man. You want to see it, listen to what a prophet said. Y'all know me. I'm dangerous. If a prophet says that I've got the guts to put my voice behind it. And a prophet said, I heard him say this morning, he said, all these denominational churches are teaching the blood. He said, and bypassing the way to get to it. You know the way to get to the blood is by the word. You know why they don't want to get to the blood? Because they don't want to come by the word. But if you're going to get to the blood, you're going to come by the word. If you're going to go in the ark before the Andalusian destruction, you're going to walk by Noah. If you're going to leave Egypt under a message of Exodus, you're going to walk by Moses. And if you're going to leave here some morning between six and nine in a rapture, you're going to walk by the words of the forerunner of this event to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not a crazy man. In this day of gross darkness, the light will return by the pure word and we will return to the power of Pentecost. Well, glory to God. We will return to the power of Pentecost to welcome back our Lord. What are you saying, preacher? Are you saying that we're going to return back to Azusa? No, we're going to go back to original Pentecost where it was the word over ever feeling. It was the word over ever gift. It was the word over ever sensation. The original Pentecost was a word born church. Now, if you want to get, if you, well, I don't want to lose you here, but I do want to show you a couple types if that's okay, because I found that there are some powerful types between a man named John the Baptist and a man named William Branham. You know what, the, what I found? I found that both had peculiar births and childhoods. John the Baptist was a peculiar born child. The Bible says, Brother Joseph, amen, now catch this. The Bible said that Mary come to testify to Elizabeth that she was going to have a child and they were going to call his name Jesus. And all we have on record is that Elizabeth felt something in her womb. And she said she felt something. What we realized was it was John the Baptist who heard the name Jesus that quickened something in his mother womb and the Bible says he leaped for joy. Do you realize we don't have no record of that? Amen down at the lawyer's office. We have no record of that. Amen down at some school hall. Amen but we do have a word record and the word has never been defeated. You know what else we got a record of? We got a record that in 1906 there was a boy born in the hills of Kentucky and out of heaven come a pillar of fire. Amen and it whirled down to the hills of Cumberland County and it found its way into a little old cabin and hung over a child who had just broke the womb of his mother and it come in the earth. We have no record of that outside of what a prophet said 
said, but you know what I say? It's the truth. Amen. I don't care if science can prove it. I don't care if man can prove it. You say, preacher, how do you know it's the truth? Because that was an event of the presence of Almighty God and it was the beginning of the turning of the hearts of a group of people that would welcome back. Amen. The Lord, not just part of his word, they would welcome back everything he said from Genesis to Revelation. Are you hearing me? Amen. Do you realize what happened? That both boys, both John the Baptist and William Branham received, amen, a commission. But before they received the commission, Brother Danny, they were prepared by the word to receive the commission in the age they were living in. What are you saying? Amen. Notice this type that John is in the river, amen, of Galilee. Amen. River Jordan, rather. Amen. Jesus come from Galilee to the river Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. The Father God said God uses an individual. You say, well, the Holy Spirit does it. He said the Holy Spirit don't change. It was the Holy Spirit in Moses. It was the Holy Spirit in Daniel. He said, look, the word of the Lord comes to the prophet. He said John was the prophet of the hour. He was standing in the water declaring that the Messiah was already among them somewhere. Well, glory to God. Brother Caleb, he was standing in the water declaring that the Messiah was somewhere. He would know it by sign. And the Messiah being the word. You know what happened? The part of God said he came into the water. Amen. John didn't go find his message. His message found him. John was prepared to receive his message when his message was sent. Come on, John didn't go hunting the hills of Galilee and walking the streets to find Jesus. He was doing what he was commissioned to do. Go in the water and begin to baptize the people. Amen. What are you saying? I'm saying this. If you'll obey God, he'll find you anywhere, anytime, any place, under any condition. I feel like preaching this morning. Are you hearing me, church? John didn't go looking for the message. Amen. The message found him. And in 1933 on the Ohio River, there was a prophet baptizing. Amen. The 17th person and out of heaven come a whirlwind and it came down over the water and on the 17th person there was a voice spoke out of that fire brother Ben and said as John the Baptist was sent to forerun Amen. The first coming of Christ your message will forerun. Amen. The second coming. What was it? It was this day. This scripture is fulfilled. The message found the prophet in the water and the same message that found him has found never pride believing men Well, preacher, I don't know about all this. Well, I'll just tell you what the prophet said. He said, I can hear the water splash on the Ohio River. What was it, Brother Big Joe? It was an event. It was an event. And there was a man in condition to receive that event. And it said this, as John the Baptist was what? Sent to forerun the first coming of Christ, you'll have a message that'll forerun the second coming of Christ. Now, here's the problem, is you can go study all the ways he tells this. And you know what? You got a bunch of, a bunch of defectors, if I can just call it what they really are. A bunch of reprobates that went out from among us because they was not... They were not of us. And so they want to argue. Well, the prophet said 500 one place, and he said 50 another. And he said the 17th person here. And he said the 500th person here. Amen. But you know what they're doing? Amen. They're, they're trying to get your eyes off of your commission. Yeah. <laughs> 
Amen. So they can't find no fault with the word. Have you yet to find a fault? Have, you, have they yet to find a fault with what he taught on water baptism? Have they yet to find a fault on what he taught about the word? No, where have they found their fault? They found faults with stories. Well, he said this here, and he called this man's name here for here, and he said this, and he wasn't here. Amen. But you know what? The voice didn't say, Amen, you'll have a bunch of stories that'll forerun the second coming. He said, You'll have a message, and the message will forerun his second coming. Then I am not gathered here around a bunch of stories that was hatched out of some steels of Kentucky. I am gathered here around the words of a vindicated prophet that didn't come from a man, it came from God in the generation I'm living in. He said, Not that I, Amen, not that I, now Ketsius, in this one place he separated, he said, Not that I would be a forerunner, but the message was the forerunning. Amen. The message of the hour was the forerunning of the second coming. He said it like this in spoken words, his original scene. Amen. Can I can I build something here and knock the devil square in the face? Is that okay? Amen. Now, I'm not the forerunner. Amen. The message was the forerunner. Well, Brother Andrew, we don't need Brother Branham. Well, you come too late to tell me that because I've done heard spiritual food in due season. And I heard a prophet say a man carrying a message is one with the message that he's carrying. Well, we might as well just go ahead and knock another devil out. Amen. We don't need the message. We just need the Bible because the Bible is the absolute. We had the Bible for 2,000 years and was baptizing in titles and had women come on church. Some of y'all sit under women preachers and ran up and down the streets in the denominational confusion. You had no understanding. Amen. Well, they had the Bible, so that's all we need. I'll tell you what a prophet said. He said, we now have the perfect interpretation with divine vindication of the word. Then what was it, Brother David, it was the revealing of the Son of Man. It was Christ coming back in the church, interpreting his own word in the lives of his believers. The message, amen, is the forerunner, 1962. He said, my message, I believe to the earth, is what? It's the forerun, amen, the coming word. See, the coming word, which is Christ. Amen, are you ready for this? Amen, and Christ in him has the millennium, has everything right there because he is the word. How many's got Christ on the inside of your souls? And can I go ahead and say it? Amen. Right here, you've already got the millennium on the inside of you. You've already got the rapture on the inside of you. You've already got resurrection power on the inside of you. How can you say that, preacher? Amen. Because if you're carrying the word, amen, the word is Christ. And everything you have need of is in Christ. Well, we might as well go ahead and spread our wings. And we might as well fly above all these denominations. If you haven't fed fully upon the word, which has everything you have need of then won't you do so because the only thing that's going to give you strength to fly above these denominations and the tribulation period that is coming upon the earth is the word somebody shout the word the word it's a word revival it's a third pull revival it's a seventh thunder revival it's the manifestation of the seals in action in a bride Shut me up. You could better stop a broken bull than you can stop me from preaching this message. It's the infallible word of the Almighty God that has been released in the generation I'm living. I give my voice to this message. Well, I feel a little resistance there, and don't I will plow through it. Well, we had the Bible, we had the absolute, you had no understanding. 
But the prophet said in Daniel 70 weeks, he said, but under the opening of the word, he said there was to come a power and a vision back in the church that will prepare her for the coming of the Lord. Then you are not a closed book people. You are the people of an open book. You have received, amen, Christ. Well, then, preacher, just say Christ. Brother Ben, just say the word. Just say Christ. Don't say nothing about a message. But, brother, I've got to put my voice where a prophet put his. He says the message will introduce Jesus Christ to the world. Then what are you saying? I'm saying this message is Christ. Well, we might as well plow through it. This message is Christ. You will never benefit from this message till you receive it as Christ. You do realize the prophet said that, right? If America would receive God's gift, it would be a golden age for her. It's all the American churches would accept it. What is God's gift to the church? It's the Holy Ghost. He said, why, if we would receive God's gift to us, why, we wouldn't have to try to dig holes to hide from the atomic bomb. Do you know why men that won't preach this message as the absolute has got to sing through psychology books? It's because they're not preaching what will get a church out of a tribulation and in a rapture. Well, can I take my liberty? This is not the first time I've met that spirit. And this is not the first angle with that spirit. This message is the absolute. I will shout that from the White House steps. I will shout that from this pulpit. This message is the infallible word of God revealed in the age we're living in. Every message believer right there ought to say amen and put your voice with the word. Well, Brother Andrew, i just tell you what we need. We just need a little simple Bible story. Well, that'd be all right if we was a bunch of Christianettes. But the problem is we're not Christianettes. I'm not a preacherette, and I'm not bringing you a sermonette. I am a rainbow trout fish. The only thing that would get my attention is a message. I love the first pull. I love the second pull. But you know where I find my anointing is in a third pull because that's the place that only a small flock would go. Come on now. Remember him preaching out there and there was a great crowd? He said on the second climax, the crowd got smaller. Hey, come on, friends. Hey, you you want to go through the word? Let's go through it, okay? Amen. The Bible says, amen, that Abraham took his son Isaac upon a mountain, which was a place where Abraham would possess the promise of his son. Amen. We was told to kill the son, but he would actually find that was a part of his possession and his inheritance. You said, Brother Andrew, what's a mountain got to do with us? All right. Out there were seven peaks, right? Amen. There were seven peaks. Brother Abraham said, he spelled my name out on seven peaks. Amen. B-R-A-N-H-A-M. Come on, friends. Amen. Where was the third pull? Amen. Brother Bram said like this in Paradox. Is this okay? 1961. He said, I was in a vision. He said, I was walking on the map of Palestine. He said, there I came to the river of Jordan. He said, I was already two-thirds of the way there. It don't take a scholar to realize, amen, that was two pulls of a third pull ministry. He had already come the first pull. He had already come the second pull he said I was standing on the side here looking over there and you know what he said he said over there is where all the promises lay 
Now, come on, friends. You shout a minute ago. I pray you'll stay with me. Amen. All the promises was over there. He said, see, amen, I had to cross over the river Jordan. Amen. Where was all the promises laying? They were not laying in the first pool. They were not laying in the second pool. All the promises that are yea and amen to this bride was laying in a third pool ministry. And a prophet come and humble thyself and said, I wouldn't tell you to do anything that I myself would not do. He said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to cross over there and you follow me as I follow Christ. Brother Andrew, why have you got the liberty that you got? Why have you got the anointing that you got? I'll tell you why I got it. It ain't because of who I am. It's because of what I'm following. I'm following a prophet and he led me by the spirit of truth into the unseen realm. He led me into a place where I can believe all things are still possible in the house of God. He led me to a place where I can let go and let God have his way in the house of God. He led me to a place where I am not ashamed to say I have been restored to the power of Pentecost. Well, Brother Andrew, what are you saying? I'm saying how long are you going to compass this mountain? Sometime or another, you got to turn northward. Come on. Sometime or another, you got to quit going around the mountain and go over where the promises are. Remember one time I went over to England and preached for Brother, Brother Maliko Crosby, Crosby Maliko. <laughs> he got a church over in England. I was real sick, but Danny, I, I tell you, man, I live sick as a dog. By the time I got over, I was sicker. He said, but Andrew, he said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. He said, I'm going to give you a night off. He said, I know it's a meeting. He said, but I'm going to preach the first night. I said, Brother, <laughs> you preach all you want to. <laughs> I said, but if God give me grace, I'll be there. When that service on that Friday night, I was sitting there sick, and, sick as a dog in my body. Now, this was 2019, pre-COVID, but I think, look back, I had COVID. Because I just flew in the international terminal in Atlanta, and they hadn't shut the countries down yet. But anyhow, so I'm sitting there, and Brother Ben, he gets up and starts preaching. He says, my title tonight is a heel is too small. I said, where in the world is he going with this? Time he got done, he had us out of the first pool. He had us out of the second pool, plumb over in the third pool, and he said, give me my mountain. He said what happened was they were promised a mountain, and many of them settled for a hill. He said, but the problem was there wasn't enough room for all of them on the hill. He said the only place there was room for them was up on the mountain. He said, so somebody had to begin to climb up the mountain and get up there and put a flag and establish this as our mountain. Whew, by the time he got done, I felt pretty good. Amen, because you know what I heard a prophet say? He he said there has been a stalk, there has been a tassel, and there has been a shuck. He said, but in the middle of all that is a seed. And he said, the shuck and the seed are not air. He said, the problem is, there's not enough room in the shuck for the seed to be what it really is. Well, you know what the shuck is. It was a dried up Pentecostal shuck. And there was not enough room for you in that shuck to preach the third pull. So God, by an event of his presence, called you out of the shuck into the seed life again. Come on, church. For the first time in 2,000 years, you're not sitting on a hill. You're up on a mountain today. You can spread your wings. 
Joel, tell me, how come that eagle couldn't be a chicken? You know why? Because there wasn't enough room in the barnyard for the eagles and the chickens. Every time he spread his wings, he got them hung up on some Trinitarian doctrine. Every time he spread his wings, he got them hung up on some sensation. But when he finally realized, Brother Harold, this is not where I was born to be. I was born to be in the sky. He found a place where there was room. Amen. To spread his wings and to fly. Come on, church. There's not enough room for the majority in the first pull. There's not enough room for the majority in the third pull. But only a small flock will receive this word. And it'll be a place where there'll be room for every word-born bride member to spread her wings. Well, I don't think that spirit's safe here anymore. This message is the absolute. He told me to take my liberty. Is that, is that okay? This is a predestinated message to a predestinated heart by a predestinated seed manifesting the predestinated word. You shall be like a tree. Well, I'm back there again, so I might as well say it. Well, Brother Andrew, we got our Bibles. Well, you got Psalms 1 for 2,000 years and didn't know who Psalms 1 was till a prophet come along and said it was a bride tree. That shall be planted by the rivers of water. Brother Andrew, are you, are you fighting a person or I'm fighting the spirit? Not after nobody. I'm after a spirit. It's spiritual warfare. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are strong to the pulling down of strongholds. And I'll tell you what I'm a little bit sick of. I'm a little bit sick of strongholds holding God's people down. Well, I might as well preach that and I'm here. I'm a little bit sick of strongholds holding people down. I'm a little bit sick of eagles sitting in the house of God and they want to spread their wings and they want to fly and they want to feel this anointing. But there's some old spirit hanging over them saying, well, you can't. And this man said this and this church taught this. I resent everything but what a prophet said and that is your word of liberty to receive a revival. Come on, church. You ain't got to sit there bound no more. We have received the word which was the sword of the Lord in action to cut way. Come on, it's in recognize your day's message. How did he call you out? Amen. By a sword, he honed you out. Well, glory to God. You know what happened, Brother David? They took a sword and the Bible says they honed them out. He said, now watch, they were scattered and they were blinded. He said, but on the second day, go read Hosea 6. It does not say this, but under prophetic interpretation, translation, he said, see what it means is in the second day, they will receive life again. They were scattered and they were blinded but after the scattered and the blinded there was a reception of life well I might as well preach that now you know why you're still living it's because you're a predestinated bride tree that was planted by the rivers of one water inside of you was predestinated fruit Give me a little shouting room up here. Inside of you was predestinated fruit. You know why you couldn't die? Because you was carrying something that must be born. Yeah, Brother Andrew, I'll tell you what, I'm withering. You can't. This tree could not wither because it was holding predestinated fruit. God, Brother Danny, everything you've been through and you're still living. 
David, everything you've been through, and you're still everything you've been through. Joe, you've been through a lot, but here you are in the house of God on the front row on a Sunday morning under the spout where the Shekinah glory has come out. Come on, church. Amen. Let me just go ahead and cut to the chase and say it. If the devil ain't killed you yet, he ain't going to. If the devil ain't killed this church yet, he ain't going to. If the devil ain't destroyed your ministry yet, he ain't going to. If the devil ain't took you out from being a deacon yet, he ain't going to. Because there's some fruit on the tree. There's a, oh, hallelujah. There's a surge of power coming in the church to bring life. Everything you've been through, Brother Jeremy, and you're still standing. Well, I told the devil one time I'd do it every time I got a chance. And I got to do it because I made him a promise. Devil, I'm still standing and you ain't got enough. Come on now. That devil attacked me one day and I said, listen, every time I get the chance in a pulpit and the inspiration leads me to the perseverance of the power of the Holy Ghost, I will take time and I will publicly expose you as being a weak, watered down coward that don't even have the keys to his own house. Everything the church has been through. And we're still standing you still got your right mind you still got joy you still got a song you still got a sermon you still feel like shouting you still feel like playing the piano after everything come on sis after everything you've been through but you're still in the house of God you know why because God was on your side there was a message coming well I might as well just preach In its roots, it wasn't on the outside. It was on the inside. Then what is our attitude towards this message? The Gentiles were called out. The bride is ready. The rapture is at hand. Is this just a myth? Is this just something on the outside? I say no. It's what a prophet said. In its root, it had predestinated truth. Now do you see why every time you tried to receive a lie, there was something in you? I'm trying. Are you hearing me? Inside of you. Y'all's killing me, but I'm loving every minute of it inside of you was predestinated truth. Come on, friends. Inside of you was the revelation of those mysteries. Inside of you was the truth of water baptism. Inside of you was the truth of the Godhead. Inside of you was the truth of the evidence of the Holy Ghost. And every time you tried to receive that lie that there was three gods, it just couldn't sit with you. Every time you tried to receive that lie, I can dress like the world, I can live like the world, and I'll be okay. There was something inside of you, Joel, that would not be satisfied because down on the inside of you was some truth. It was not a man's truth. It was God's truth. Somebody shout predestinated. Predestinated. Predestinated fruit. Predestinated truth. By the new birth comes Christ and Christ cannot die. And the predestination of God lays in the root of the tree. 
You know why when it looked like he was going to be taken out, something in you said, we'll make it. You know, when it looked like it was the last thing going to take you down, something in you rose up and said, we're going to make it. You know why it said that? Because inside of you, inside of you was the gene seed of God. And I preach to you. Do you realize there's three kinds of believers in every church? There's a make-believer, there's a genuine believer, and there's an unbeliever. Well, let's just bring that right on over and see that inside of every believer is three kinds of believers. Now, come on. Your flesh is an unbeliever. Your flesh will never believe. Your flesh quit a long time before you even started. Your flesh said, I'm too tired, I'm too old, I'm too weak, I'm too hurt, I'm too scarred, I've been let down too many times, I've been disappointed too many times. Your flesh quit before you ever even started. Well, then you got inside of you a spirit, and that spirit is a make-believer. You get in the right atmosphere, and that spirit says, oh, we can make it. You wake up on Monday morning to terrible news, and that spirit says, oh, wowsy, wowsy, woo, poor pitiful you. You will not make it. Amen, but can I tell you why you're still sitting here today? Can I tell you why you're still Believing this message. Can I tell you why you're still serving God? It's because down inside of you is a gene seed soul that don't know the word quit. It's not a make-believer. It's not an unbeliever. The only thing that soul knows how to do is believe. It believes in the good times. It believes in the bad times. It shouts in the good times. It dances in the bad times. It preaches in the good times. It preaches in the bad times. I'm not a crazy man. I'm a Holy Ghost filled believer. I'm not going to die. There's predestinated fruit in this tree. Well, preacher, you better be careful. We've carried many to a graveyard, yeah? And we'll probably carry many more. But if they went down... If they went down with the seed of resurrection, you better believe on getting up morning. They're coming up. Well, you might as well get ready. Come on, church. What are you saying? I'm saying this bride's revival enlightened you. Oh, God. Can I preach a minute? This bride's revival enlightened you that you can't no more die than God can. It's still working. You can't no more die than God can. I put my voice with the words of a prophet. This is a restoration. Listen, this bride's revival is a set work. And it's been accomplished. The word has been restored. The dynamics have come to the mechanics. Are you saying the dynamics are coming? No, I'm saying the dynamics are here. I'm saying what it's time to do is take the brakes off and give vent to the dynamics. Well, you know, it's the truth. So I might as well plow through this one too, hadn't I? Well, Brother Andrew, I think all we need is a I think all we need is a good little sermon, you know, a little song service. I think we need about 20 minutes of songs. I think we need about 45 minutes of preaching. I think we need about one little closing song and we go on our happy merry way. Well, that's what man said. But let me tell you what the Spirit said. The Spirit said, Amen. The Prophet of God said like this. He said, The Spirit of God breaks in on the congregation. He said, Then when they begin to rejoice, you better be careful making fun of people rejoicing while the word's going forth. He said, Because what happened? 
happens is, is the preacher begins to take the word and he begins to feed the people the word. He said, and as they begin to receive the word, they begin to grow spiritually. And he said, they cannot contain themselves. They just got to scream out, amen. He said, you know what that is? That is them growing on the word. He said that when a congregation gets under the influence of the spirit of God and they begin to pull and they begin to rejoice, he said, then I break into a dimension where I know they're not just hearing what I'm saying, but they're understanding. Glory to God. Brother Harvey, they're understanding. I think this morning in Hardy, Arkansas, in the Word of Life Tabernacle, is some sons and daughters of God who have broke through the realms that says we can't do it. They broke through the giants that said we can't have it. They broke into an unlimited revival. What are you saying? I'm saying you don't have no choice but to receive this. I know that's a hard one to swallow. But you was predestinated to receive it. Your name is on it. It called your name. The opening of the word called your name. The revealing of those seven unknown thunder mystery truths will be revealed in the seven seals. Those revealed truths called your name. Come on, Jeremy. If you're the only one sitting in here and I say Jeremy and there's no other Jeremy's here and I say Jeremy stand up, Jeremy can't sit still, Jeremy can't hold himself. You know why? Because he's heard his name. Come on, David. Amen. You know what? If there was only one David here and I said, David, stand up, there would be something in my voice that would catch your attention and it would transition you from being a hearer of the word to being a doer of the word. It would invite you into the perfect law the liberty of God and you couldn't help but respond when you heard the call (sighs) oh come on church I don't know about you but I feel like taking a five second praise right here and say thanks be to God that when the word come open I heard something on the inside of my soul that caused me to break out into a land where there was untapped resources where there was unsearchable riches come on church we are not the mechanical formal dead intellectual church we are the dynamic bride of Jesus we are the temple of his dynamics in the age we're living in well I can't contain my praise Come on. I can't contain my praise. Brother Jeremy, I'm tried, but I just can't contain my praise. Now, when you heard the word, you was predestinated to receive the word. You know why? Because you were sitting amongst four types of ground. I, my, my timer says I ought to be done, but can I keep going? By the wayside, fell upon a rock, fell among thorns, but other fell on good grain. Other fell on good ground. Oh, God. And you know what happened? It fell up on good ground, and it didn't sit there. The Bible says it sprung up. You know why you can't sit still when you hear the word? It's because there's a spring on the inside of you and it's called a predestinated soul. And when it hears the word, there's something in the word 
that strikes that gene seed and you respond. See, some fell by the wayside. Are they that hear? What is the seed? Can I have a few minutes here? What is the seed? The seed is the word of God. Those that fell by the wayside are they that hear. And then cometh the devil and taketh away the word of God out of their hearts. Lest they should believe and be saved. Are you beginning to see the connection? Sending, receiving, prepared, hearts, word, lest they should believe and be saved. Then they on a rock are they which when they hear receive the word with joy, but they have no root. There's no predestinated truth in those roots, which for a while believe, but in time of temptation fall away. Then there's those that fell among the thorns. Are they which when they have heard? Now I want you to get something here. They all hear. They all hear. Go forth and are choked with cares and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to perfection. Oh, God. Brother Jeremy, but I'm not in those three verses. I'm in this verse. But that on the good ground. Oh, that on the good ground are they which in an honest and a good heart, having heard the word, keep it and bring forth fruit unto patience. That's why the prophet said the Holy Spirit, oh, come on, Easter seal, the Holy Spirit is here searching out, hunting out honest hearts to believe the message. The prophet said now the predestinated plan is in plain view. The word of God is a seed and the ground must be prepared beforehand. So the ground has to be made ready first so God oh God here's my here's my capping thought so God amen in his sovereign grace prepares the heart first he prepared you before the foundation of the world to receive him in this age he foreknew you and ordained you to eternal life he knew you therefore he prepared you Glory to God. Brother Joe, how can we not receive it? We was prepared before the foundation of the world to receive it. Now, oh God, let me, let me close with this. How many believes he prepared you to receive him in this age? You know why you're not living in Luther's age? Because he didn't prepare you for Luther's age. You know why you're not under a Pentecostal revival? Because he didn't prepare you to carry a Pentecostal revival. He prepared you to carry a real word revival. Now, when God sends something, this is what I want to close on. When God sends something, there will be two responses. You will either receive it or you will reject it. Look in John 1.10. He was in the world. The world was made by him. The world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. Somebody say received. Is this okay? Can I, can I finish this? Received him not. That word received means this. Para lambano. Spelled the same way. Received. R-E-S-E-I-V-E-D. Paralambano, to accept or acknowledge one to be such as he professes to be. Not to reject, not to withhold obedience, 
to receive something transmitted. The Father God said the Jews were instructed by the scriptures of what kind of character the Messiah would be. The Lord your God will raise up a prophet. So the scripture never leaves any age without a clear-cut identification that we might know the hour we're living in. So, Brother Joel, there was some who received him as he professed to be. They said, okay, he says he's the Messiah. Now, can I say it like this? Amen. Pilate said, I find no fault in him. Pilate received the fact he had no fault. Pilate received the fact there was no iniquity. There was no sin upon him. Amen. But Pilate did not receive him because Pilate crucified him. Spelled the same way, but two different meanings. One word means paralambano, but in John 1.12, as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Spelled the same way. Way, but a different word, paralambano, John 1.11, John 1.12, lambano. Lambano, is this okay? I'm a country boy from the hills of East Tennessee. You ought to say amen just because I can get these Greek words out in a halfway decent manner. Somebody asked me one time, said, do you speak any foreign languages? I said, yeah, English. Thought that's pretty good. Paralambano, I'm probably, cruci- probably, probably butchering it, but just give me some grace. Lambano, which means to take with a hand, <laughs> to lay hold of. Are you ready for this? To give access to oneself. So in, uh, oh God. So in other words, what you're receiving, you're giving it access into your life. Pilate received him as one with no fault. He received him as one that didn't need to be crucified, but he did not receive him as his own because if he had received him as his own, he would have given him power to deny the false accusation and to embrace the truth. Well, glory to God, I'm closing here. And the prophet said the gospel isn't the word only, but through the power, amen, and the access and the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, which would produce the signs of Mark 16. And when the word is brought into a heart of faith, that makes the word, oh God, that makes the word live. When the word is brought into a heart of faith, are you ready for this? We, we cleaned out the heart last Last night, didn't we? Help me now. We cleaned the heart out last night. Everybody got a heart of faith? Everybody ready to cross over into that third pool where all the promises lay? When the word is brought into a heart of faith, that makes every promise in the Bible live again. Glory to God. This bride's revival, Bible days, has returned to the church again. We got whole God. I hear Brother Tim Pruitt this morning screaming out when Elena Bunce was healed. We have returned to Bible days. We've got a Bible God and a Bible Holy Ghost and a Bible Jesus and a Bible experience. Come on, church. Listen, this is not just a one-man revival. This is a bride's revival. The bride has become the Word. Come on, friends. I'm not a crazy man. I'm talking about a woman who had stage five or stage four lung cancer that was on her way to a premature grave, but she sat in a meeting where this message was preached. Come on. And she heard. She heard the word. And she received the word. She become the word. And she broke out of the... Is this okay, Brother Ben? She broke out of the mezzanine. Brother, Brother Tim and Timothy was t- us at the house the other day. We're sitting there talking. Brother Tim began to tell me that testimony. I about broke out right there. Just tearing all over again. He said, Brother Andrew, she broke out of the mezzanine. And as we began to sing leaning on the everlasting arms, he said she began to dance and she began to run around the church. A woman who was on her way to a death, who was on her way... <laughs> 
on her way to a grave, but she become more than a hearer of the word. She become a doer of the word, and she stepped out of her condition into the perfect law of liberty. You know what she did? She received the word. What condition are you in this morning? Are you sick? Are you depressed? Are you discouraged? Are you ain't got no revival? Are you ready to receive one? Then step out. Amen. Step out of the word where there's liberty. Step out where there's joy. Step out where there's unction. Step out this morning, church. Receive the bride's revival. Went back to the doctor. I didn't know this the other day. Went back to the doctor, and they said, we never seen nothing like this. <laughs> we don't know what to do. We suggest you might ought to continue your chemo treatments, Miss Butts. He said, well, we'll pray about it. They went to the cancer doctor over in Texas, left Texas and came to the youth camp. Sunday morning, the Lord put a thought upon my heart out of Philippians 1. Maybe some of y'all heard it. Who He hath begun a good work, is able to finish it. And I titled that thought, When God Cancels the Devil's Plans. Timothy told me the day, he said, Brother Andrew, he said, when she heard that sermon, she said, no more chemo. That was her answer. Come on, friends. It wasn't coming from me. It wasn't coming from a preacher. It was coming from a bride's revival. The Word is not just a book. The Word is not just a book. It's a living epistle. It's a living interpretation. Somebody, Joel, is going to rise up. Somebody is going to step in it. Come on, Brother David. Somebody's going to step in it. Somebody's going to possess it. Somebody is going to receive it. Is there anybody here this morning says, I'm stepping in. I'm receiving this message. I receive the bride's revival. I give this message access into my life. Is our, it's better to say thank you, Lord. Can I? I, I, I can't leave this. I, I know we got another service, but I can't quit here. Can I? Brother Branham, I want an acorn tree. Here's an acorn. God, I want an acorn tree. He receives the acorn tree. Oh, you're a crazy preacher. <laughs> you just give him a little bit of acorn. But a prophet said, everything, everything that acorn tree will be is in that seed. If you receive the seed, you receive the manifestation of the life of the seed. Oh God. And if you receive this word seed, you will receive the manifestation of the bride's revival. Oh, he said the preach of the word. Are you ready for this? The preaching of the word is the acorn. He said, but making it live is the gospel. He said, receiving the Holy Spirit is making it live, manifesting. If he promised blessing by the word then he sends the word and produces what he said is the gospel there's different degrees of reception 
right? Yeah. Now I want to ask you this. I'm trying to quit, but I'm following the Lord right now. What level are you receiving this message at? To receive it, oh God, to receive the full benefit of the message, you've got to receive it at the level it's been sent to you. Or Brother Andrew, I'll just be a hearer of this message over here, but when I get in the millennium, I'll be a doer of it. The prophet said, death does not do nothing to a man but change his dwelling place. Direct quote, recognize your dad's message. Death doesn't change your faith. Come on, friends. Death doesn't change. If you don't have faith here, death is not going to change you to have faith over there. Amen. The only thing death does is change your dwelling place. And if you can't accept the whole word of God the way it's written, you wouldn't do it there. So don't worry. You won't be there. Come on, friends. Well, Brother Andy, when I get over there, I'll accept the third pull. It's in the bride. If you won't accept it here, you won't accept it there. So don't worry, you won't be there. Well, Brother Andy, when I get over there, I'll accept this message as the truth. If you won't accept it here, you won't accept it there. So don't worry, you won't be there. But you know why I know I'm going to be there? It's because I've accepted it here, and what I've accepted it here is taking me over there. Come on, friends. This I'm close with this. This message is your ride to glory. This message is your ride to the future home. It is your ride to the millennium. It is your ride to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Let our musicians come. Receive it. It's your ride. In the glory. Well, I apologize. My timer stopped. So I don't know how long I've been preaching. But it's the truth anyhow. I'm leaving here, brother, sister. You're leaving here. One of these mornings. And it ain't going to be long. I'm going to take a plane. I'm not going to take a plane ride. I'm not going to take an airplane ride. Brother Joseph, I'm going to take a plane air ride. I'm riding out of here. What are you trying to get to us, preacher? The prophet said you've got to accept it in its fullness, in the power of its vindication. And the revelation of what it is, then you become a part of it. Oh, God. I'm trying to behave myself right now. Have you become a part of this message? Has it? Has it become a part of you? Is it just on the outside? Or has it come on the inside? Has it become your God? Has it become your anchor? Has it become your absolute? I say this morning, some people receive this message at different levels. 
Some receive it that God sent a prophet. And that's as far as they've ever gone. Some received it that he had a ministry to heal the sick. It's as far as they've ever gone. Some, some received it as a bunch of ideas on the Bible that had a little bit of stimulation to them. And they took their ideas, Brother Harold, and mixed it and killed the move of the Spirit of God. I want to ask you today, have you received it as the ensign? Have you, have you received this message as the guide? Have you, have you received this message as the absolute? At the end of the day, can you say, I'll stand with this word and let the world go by? If you can say that, and you're still standing. It's because, David, Brother David, down inside of you is fruit. And there's a root of truth. Everything you've been through couldn't get you. Because there's a root of truth somewhere holding you. Why don't you stand to your feet with us this morning? I, I pray that, I pray that you realize this morning that that God, God has done his part. Joel, God has done his part. Brother Ben, he sent a messenger that he would say these words out of his voice. I've had more success in that. And he said he's had more success in my ministry than he had in his own. Now, there were some big words to swallow. But his ministry was the fulfillment of John 14, 12. Not greater works in quality, greater works in quantity. I remember one time I, I come home, I was at my grandmother's house. I was just a little boy. I was, I was playing there at my grandmother's house, and I went inside, and I never will forget. I don't even know if she remembers this or not, but I went inside with the man, and she was sitting in her back room, and she was listening to a tape of Brother Biscoe preaching, or a service. She was watching the service, and he was preaching about, about the, the, the message and the power of the message and things. And he said these words, he said, I mean, it's, it stuck with me. He said, what level are you receiving this message at? He said, is it just something that sounds a lot better than what you believed before you come to this message? Did it change the way you looked at maybe water baptism or change the way? Did it change the way you looked at a few things? He said, if you receive it like that, it will not change your body. He said, but if you'll receive it as Jesus Christ himself... He said, this message will change you in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye. Friends, I'm not living to stay here. We're living to get out of here. How many can say today, God, I want to become a doer. I want to become a doer of this message. I want to become a doer of this word. Is that really a sincere, oh God, I... Lord, you're going to get me in trouble. These people want to go eat. You know what the Bible says? Can you, can you give me Matthew 10, 40? He that receiveth you receiveth me. And he that receiveth me receiveth him that sent me. The prophet of God says it like this. 
He said, Jesus identifies himself with the messengers of each age. They receive from him the revelation on the word for each period. This word revelation brings the elect of God out of the world and into full union with Jesus Christ. He, verse 41, that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. He that receiveth a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. Question answer 64. Brother Branham, if you have time, please explain Matthew 10, 41. I would like to know what is a prophet's reward. He said this, a prophet's reward is to be a friend with a prophet. If they want to know a prophet's reward is to be a friend of the prophet. See, that's a reward. He's your friend. Like the Shunammite woman, it might come in handy sometime. See, it did with her. He said, watch God's servants. Amen. Then the way you approach is the reward you receive. He said it like this. To receive the message as the word of God is to receive God's reward. To receive it as the words of a man is to receive the devil's reward. I tell you, you say, I'm sick. I have some disease. I tell you why. The Lord's going to heal you. You could doubt that. See, you wouldn't know whether my words was right or not there. But if the word, if the Lord will tell you something, then you know I had no nothing about. Then you know it has to come from a supernatural power. Well, you say, well, the devil told him that. Then you get the devil's reward. Oh, I'm catching a second wind. If you say the Lord told him that, then you get the Lord's reward. You know why people's taking the picture of the cloud out of their church? It's because they looked at it and they said it was a rocket ship up there and they received the devil's reward. But to you that's looked at it and said what a prophet said, it's our Lord up there. You receive the power of the manifestation of the mighty angel Christ coming in the church. What do you, Brother Ben, I'm trying to quit. What are you saying this morning, preacher? What are you getting at? Here's what I'm saying. God is looking for a receptacle. Ben, God is looking for a receptacle. Sister Allison, God is looking for a receptacle. Brother David, he's looking for, he's got a message that's got power in it. He's got a message that'll change a church. He's got a message that'll change a home. Come on, Stuart, buy you a nice vacuum cleaner. It don't matter how nice it is. If you ain't got a receptacle, amen, to plug it into, it's useless. But when you find a receptacle, it puts that vacuum into use. And the prophet said when Jesus spoke these words, they never die. Science claims in 20 years from now, now they can pick up the literal voice. They'll be able to pick it up in the little voice of Jesus. It's still in the earth. Because see, it's a sending post. And you are the receiving post. To re if you can be the receptacle, you will be the receiving post. To receive the word of God, then it's real to you. And it will live just like it was back then. <sighs> I turned it off. God is looking for a receptacle this morning to plug this message into. There's a man here that can turn on the light if he can just find somebody. If the Holy Ghost is in your heart, this message is plugged in. It will manifest. 
everything a prophet said it would. You love him this morning. Brother Andrew, I've received this message. And I'll tell you what. I got a problem with receiving this prophet as a prophet reward and all this thing being a friend of a prophet. Now, there's been guys run way off of that and said, if you just receive Brother Branham, become a friend of Brother Branham, then you'll be okay. But no, go listen to Paradox 1961. And a prophet breaks in with the vision on the map of Palestine. And he comes down and says, now, there was a time there was a black mamba there. He said, and I had a friend who was walking with me. He said, and he told me if I'll be more sincere, the Lord told me if I'll be more sincere, you'll have power to bind and you'll have power to lose. He said, so I spoke to it and he said, I bound the thing. He said, my friend with me spoke and bound it. He said, see, and I knew he said I had power to unbind it. He said, just to see, oh God. He said, just to see that he would do what he said, I said, I loose you. And he said, the serpent become unbound. He said, I bind you and he was bound right back. You realize as long as that man was walking with the prophet, he had power to bind the serpent. As long as a prophet's friend was walking with him, he had power to bind that mamba. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying as long as you're walking with this message, you've got power to take control of the atmosphere in your home. You've got power to bind the hand of the devil. You've got power to cast out devils. But if you walk away from this message, you've walked away from the power to bind. Let's bow our hearts together today. Hallelujah. Friends, I don't know about you, but I feel a charge in this building today. I feel a charge coming from another dimension. There's a power in this word. There's a power in this message. It will loose you. It will change your homes. It will change your lives. Is there one here today who can say, Lord, I want to be a receptacle. God bless you. God bless you. I, I want to be a receptacle today that this message can be plugged into. I want my life to be a space that this message can be plugged into. And when it's plugged into my life, into my heart, it can begin to manifest everything a prophet said it would manifest. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, Lord, all across this building today is your believing children. Lord, they've been through a lot. Lord, they've been through a lot of battles. They've been through a lot of trials. They've been through a lot of hurts and letdowns and disappointments and been through a lot of maybe sicknesses and things in their lives. But Lord, they're still standing. They've made mistakes. We've all made mistakes. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. But by your grace, we're still standing. Lord, I pray today that by the, by the preaching of this word, Lord, I pray that some way, somehow, your believers can tap into that revival today. Lord, they can break out of that, that, bound, that bondage and that fear. And they can move into that perfect law of liberty where they can be a doer of the word and not a hearer only. Father, we don't just want to hear your word. Let it fall upon deaf ears. But Lord, we want to be doers of your word. We want to manifest your word in the power of your resurrection. Father, I pray today if there would be one here that has received this message as a religion, 
and it's still on the outside of them. Lord, they receive this message as a man's idea or, Lord, it's just maybe something that's a little bit more truer than what they used to believe. Lord, if they've not received it as the absolute truth, if they've not received it as the word which is able to save their souls, change their bodies, raise them in the resurrection, lift them up out of time back into eternity, set them at the marriage supper of the Lamb, cause their feet to walk down the streets of gold and their eyes to behold pearly gates. May you give them grace today, Father, to make that step and to say, Lord, I don't receive this message as this message professes to be. I take my hand and I lay it on this message and I draw it to myself and I give this message access into every door of my heart. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, can you just raise your hands to him this morning? Can you just raise your hands to him this morning and just, just, just raise those spiritual antennas? Say, Father, I give you access. I give you access into my life. I give you access into my heart. I give you access. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lead us in that song, Brother Joel. Coming sin's temptation. Oh, we are the generation. We're the culmination. The final voice the world will hear. The coming of the Lord is near. Living out the revelation. If anyone needs Overcoming sin's temptation, the, the truth will go He'll meet you. to every tongue and nation. Oh, we, we are, are the chosen, chosen generation. Oh, yes, we, we are, are the generation. Hallelujah. Oh, we're the, the culmination. The final voice the world will hear. The coming of the Lord is near. Living out the revelation. Overcoming sin's temptation. The truth will go to every tongue and nation. We are the chosen generation we fall down we lay our crowns at the feet of Jesus oh the greatness of your mercy and love at the feet of Jesus and we cry, holy, holy, holy. We cry, holy, holy, holy. Oh, we cry, holy, holy, holy. Is the Lamb. Oh, singing, we fall down. We're going to lay our crowns 
at the feet of Jesus. Oh, the greatness of your mercy and love at the feet of Jesus. And we cry, holy, 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 and we cry, holy, 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 oh, we cry, holy, 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 is the Lamb. Oh, singing, we fall down. We're going to lay our crowns at the feet of Jesus. The greatness of your mercy and love at the feet of Jesus. And we cry, holy, holy, holy. We cry, holy, 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 and we cry, holy, 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 is the Lamb. He is here, hallelujah, he is here. Amen. He is here. Holy, holy. I will bless his name again. He is here. Listen closely. Hear him calling out your name. He is here, you can touch him, you will never be the same. Is here, hallelujah. Just worship him a minute, he church, before we go. He is here, amen. If he's here, then he can touch you today. He, he is, is here, here. hallelujah. Holy, holy, I will bless his name again. He is here. Won't you listen closely? Hear him calling out your name. He is here. You can touch him. You never be the same. Can you just give him a, a hand clap of praise? Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen for his goodness and his mercy and his word. Oh, do you believe he's met with you this morning? Amen. By the word, that's how he meets with you is by the word. Amen. If you receive the word, Peter said, let those things be as the oracles of God. Things we speak. If you receive it that way, Say, God spoke to me this yeah. morning. Now, Brother Andrew, God spoke to me this morning. If you receive it that way, you'll receive the benefit of that. Yeah. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Isn't he wonderful? Yes. Isn't God so good to us yeah. to meet with us? Amen. Amen. Let's sing uh, something 
a little bit faster, a little Pentecostal song. Brother Joel, if we could do that before we leave. Amen. We're real Pentecost. We've been restored back. Do you believe that today? Amen. And Brother Joel's going to come and lead you in that. And then we'll have a potluck for those that want to stay. Church again at 3.30 this afternoon. Be praying for Brother Andrew to re regain strength to be able to preach. God bless you today. Praise him a little more today. More tomorrow. Oh, ain't God good to give us so many blessings undeserving. Well, that's what we are. We ought to thank Him. Love and praise Him a little more today and a whole lot more to... Can you sing it out now? Oh, ain't God good to give us so many blessings undeserving. Well, that's what we are. We ought to thank Him. Oh, love and praise Him a little more today and a whole lot more tomorrow. Can you sing it again now? Oh, ain't God good to give us so many blessings undeserving? Oh, that's what we are. And we ought to thank Him. Oh, love and praise Him a little more today and a whole lot more tomorrow. Oh, singing, I'll, I'll fly away, oh, glory, I'm going to fly away. Oh, I cannot die, hallelujah, by and by. Oh, I'm going to fly away. Can you sing it out now? Oh, singing, I'll fly away, oh, glory, I'll. I'll fly away, oh, when I rise, hallelujah, by and by, I'll fly away, oh, and some glad morning, when this life is o'er, I'm gonna fly away, and to that home. On God's celestial shore, I'm, I'm going to fly away. Sing it out now. Oh, singing, I'll, I'll fly away. Oh, glory, I'll, I'll fly away. Oh, and when I rise, hallelujah, by and by, I'll fly away. Amen. You're, we're going to sing that one more time, and you're free to go in the name of the Lord. Amen. Don't forget, 3.30 this afternoon, come back expecting something more from the Lord. Amen. Amen. Ain't God good? Oh, and I'm going to fly away. Oh, glory. I'll, I'll fly away. Oh, when I rise, hallelujah, by and by. Oh, I'll fly away oh and when the shadows of this life have grown i'll i'll fly away oh like a bird from prison bars has flown i'm gonna fly away oh singing i'll 
fly away, oh glory.